three, two, one. Trippin' B, for the first time in the history of me playing so rare, I threw out 10 competitive so rare lineups, competitive meaning not common, 10 competitive so rare lineups, and got absolutely bupkis. I got zero. I got blanked last week. It's a bad week. 10 for nothing. That's really rough. Oh, man. and 10. That'll I destroy think- your percentage. All I can say is that's a lot better than me. I, I threw out probably 15 or 16 and uh, uh, and probably at least 12 of them I would have considered competitive and all I ended up with was so coins. Yeah. Woohoo. We got so coins. So coins. Keep saving Hot them up. Dog. Maybe there'll be a decent prize in the, in the club shop someday or, you know. It'll, it'll take me three years to save up to buy one ticket to the Pittsburgh River Hounds. <laughs> Uh, and I get those for free anyway. So, okay, welcome to another week of so rare in the states MLS. Yeah, not a great week, but uh, you know, you have those weeks every now and then. I felt like it was a really weird kind of week. Kind of most of the most of the names that we were kind of expecting. You know, there was some rotation. Uh, there's obviously Champions League this midweek, so there was a little rotation with that. Mm-hmm. Um, just some weird stuff that went on, you know, some guys that, that were, that were, have been, you know, kind of breaking out. We talked about Jacob Schaffelberg, uh, who was sitting that ruined one of my lineups. So, uh, yeah, just a weird overall week. Um, your boys came back from a two nil deficit to pick up on the road all day. Big point. That was a very big point to pick up on a windy freezing, Toronto, uh, BMO yeah. Stadium, whatever they call it. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was rough. Uh, uh, you just right on the lake. Day, yeah, that was one of several draws on the day. There were three nil-nil draws, which we always talk yes. about. We hate to see that. Uh, 1-1 Dallas-Portland, 2-2 Charlotte-Toronto. So it was just – I agree with you when you say it was kind of a weird day. It was it was a weird, weird, uh, weird kind of a day, weird so rare day. My mm-hmm. my so rare line. I got a my so rare results in uh, MLS season have been horrible. Like to to think that I'm like on podcasts like talking about <laughs> oh here's how you could play better MLS uh, and, and yeah. how poorly my results have been. I feel pretty bad about it, but uh, I'm gonna work to get better. And uh, you know what they say those those who can do and those who can't teach. So maybe That's there's right. actually maybe That's actually right. listening to me is is. You can learn from what I'm doing, so you learn what not to do at the very. You're least. the perfect teacher, tripping. Yeah, the perfect teacher in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that just means listen to my opinions and just completely disregard or fast forward through trippings, and, and we'll go. be good. You know, we'll get it. We'll get it done. Uh, you know, I've I've had some success early in the season, but I feel like I'm also being buoyed by a lot of the European success that I'm having. So. I f- probably feel better about my MLS teams than I, than I'm actually doing, you know? Uh, but I feel like I'm at least starting to get the hang of, you know, how important home and away matchups are and trying to at least stack players that have good matchups together. Um, but it's still MLS and, and he's still go absolutely nuts. And also, you know, goalkeeping is a thing and I don't th- MLS doesn't believe in goalkeeping um, just as a general rule. So uh, yeah, it was, it, it's uh tough tough to really be consistent in the mls um but that's what you you just keep you keep chucking those lineups out there and eventually you know you're gonna hit something um so let's start going through some games here um atlanta picks up the one nil winner over new york red bulls their first ever win in the regular season against new york who's been a kind of a bugaboo team for them um you know, the Atlanta freight train just keeps on rolling. Four wins, a loss at a tie so far. Shout out Brad G's on, right? Yeah. Brady G sold him, and then immediately he puts up a shutout, which is cool. Yeah. No well, hate. He has, some, he has some goals left over from the previous game. I, I don't know. This this was a weird one. I thought, you know, Araujo was, was crap again. I, I'm really starting to wonder about him. I had pegged him as one of the better, like, you know, floor forwards that you could get in MLS at the start of the yeah. season. He's really been disappointing, unfortunately. Uh, whether, you know, he had the one bad game with no Tiago Almada, and I thought, okay, 
you know, that's fine. He needs he needs to have Amada in there to sort of unlock him. But then Amada came back, and they both had kind of crap games. So never fun. New York Red Bulls is a high upside uh, but low floor matchup, whether you're playing them home or on the road. The way they press, you're either going to – score really well or you're gonna or you're gonna underperform score wise in the so5 matrix again against their yeah. style and this turned into an underperform game uh for most of their guys brooks lennon turned in an okay score but uh, uh as for the red bulls themselves i mean i don't know what my, I, andres reyes man i'll never be able to count on this guy he subbed out at halftime <laughs> uh, for one of the nihilists he was on a yellow uh I, I I want this guy to be good. Every time I think I can start to count on this guy, he disappears. Uh just a, a super rare that I got long time ago uh on spec and just kind of hopeful and uh would really like him to come good. And the one thing I also noticed as I look at this box score is uh Carlos Co- Cornell with the error led to goal, which yes. probably is uh that was a bad one. If you if you watch the replay, that's, uh, yeah, that that's yeah. the guy you count on. Like when you play Cornell, you're like right. expecting to get a 50, even if he doesn't get the clean sheet. So and literally, if he doesn't make that make that one play, it's a shutout. So it's a decisive up, and so he gets a decisive down. So that's a big, big play. And obviously, Atlanta wins one nil, which is obviously in real life not good for the Red Bulls. Um, but kind of on on your Araujo point, he, I mean, he he's one of those guys that's just so rare, like royalty. Like he's great on so rare, not necessarily the most impactful player on the actual pitch itself, but just his play style lends itself to all around score as a forward. Like that's just kind of who he is and what he does. Um, he's averaging fourteen ish points to start the season. Uh, AA fourteen four, and he has two decisives. I mean. I don't, that's just kind of what he does. He is kind of a 60 average and he's going to every now and then throw up a goal with a, with a, you know, against Portland, a goal in 24 AA and he pits up an 84 and you're 11 life. So yeah, um, yes, two, I two agree. Bad scores, two bad scores in a row though. I'm not happy. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of them was a 46. He still had 10 AA points, which for a forward is pretty good. Um, 46 yeah, doesn't I, give me any, 46 doesn't win me prizes. What are you talking about? 46 is crap. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But for like a cap mode, it doesn't it doesn't kill you is what I'm saying. It's not like you you're putting up 20s. Um, but yeah, I agree. You got to go big or go home. But I in in yes, I see your point in in that, you know, he hasn't been very impactful on the field, but um still just kind of chugging along, kind of doing his thing. Um You'd have to go against the Charlotte, so there you go. Hmm. Uh, so Cincinnati and Miami played to a one nil win for Cincinnati. Uh, and as we said, the Atlanta hype train just keeps rolling along. Cincinnati is four Oh, and two. So they are actually top of the Eastern conference now. Wild. Uh, and they look pretty darn good. Although Drake calendar had a pretty good game. So I'm assuming, uh, that they had a ton of shots and he just kind of stood on his head, uh, kind of like normal for them. So, uh, Miami kind of, Kind of falling off the freight train a little bit. They have four losses now. Uh, started the season really well. I think they won mm-hmm. their first two, and they've lost their last four since then. So, um, uh, injury to uh, to Gregory is uh, is really showing through for them. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this game? Did you watch this game? I uh, didn't watch, uh, but looked at the box score here. Unfortunately, uh, production's kind of dropped off from the first two games by uh, my guy. Rodolfo Pizarro also, and uh, that's unfortunate to see because I, another guy that I picked up as a cheap super rare that I was hoping to get a big, uh, you know, big payback from, and he's not delivering the the numbers I need right now, unfortunately, but uh, I still have faith in him, and and I think Miami probably was not as good as we thought, like, even when they won those first two games and everyone was starting to hype them, I, I was like, yeah, it's still inner Miami I'm not, I wouldn't you know so the the four losses in a row is rough but it's it's kind of what I would consider more like a return to form for them yeah so we'll see uh since he at home is a tough you know it's funny since he looked good but they didn't really turn in any great offensive scores uh Barrial got the, the assist which was nice so he's actually I think if we looked I'd have to check but a Barrial might be outscoring Acosta overall in general for since this year Barrial's had a nice little start to the season so5 wise Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Celentano with another nice clean sheet. He's becoming an elite U23 goalkeeper option. But, yeah, I'd be disappointed if because, like, when I go to Cincinnati, I go to Brenner, Vasquez, and Acosta. Those are the guys you expect sure. to have have ownership on a on an SO5 slate, and they they didn't deliver. Um, <clears throat> Gene Mota. Gene Mota just gets it done for Miami, win or lose. He's, like, always in the 70s, it feels like, one way or the other. 
Uh, going back to your point, Barrial is a 54 for the first five games. Lucio Costa is a 53. So I was right. Close. I got on one those right. Two. I got you, one you right. You did get one like right. You're, you're on the board. Uh, don't sleep on Nuobodo, though, as far as how big he you're is to the yeah, team. He, he never really, like, he's, I don't think he's ever really going to be so five playable, at least in higher competitions, because his max cap is like a 70. Um, okay. But I, I do you know, just give him some love because since he got there, since he's been a completely different team uh, since the, since kind of the start of last year. So oh yeah, um, he is absolutely integral. If he gets hurt at any point, we definitely have to downgrade um, expectations for Cincinnati, but right now they're just yeah. rolling. If, like if, they, if Nuobido gets hurt, then sell, sell your Roman Celentanos because he's going to start yes. giving up a lot more goals. Yes. And your Miazgas. Miazgas had a good start to the season. Mascara's had a, had a pretty decent start to the season. So, uh, yeah, Cincinnati still just kind of rolling along. Another team rolling along is Columbus, and they really rolled along through Salt Lake. Yeah. Columbus sits fourth right now in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they do have two losses and a draw, but they have killed teams when they have beaten them. Yeah, they've been just putting um, goals, 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 yeah. goals. They are third in the league in goal differential so far uh, with two absolute uh, shellackings. They're not great defensively, actually. Um, but, uh, yeah, Columbus, another obliteration. News there for RSL, Gavin Beavers, 17-year-old, I believe, gets a start yeah, in 17 goal. 17 years old. Uh, and he got, you know, <laughs> welcome to MLS. You're playing Columbus on the road. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Zach McMath, like, yeah, I remember. You think it's Matt over? Was the guy who is so? If you, we go back to last year, we go back to the 2022 season. David Ochoa was supposed to start the uh, yes. the season as a starter for Art Real Salt Lake, and McMath was the backup. Right. And Ochoa had like a minor injury at the start in the preseason of 22, and so it got to the point where it was like people were like, "Ah, should I be taking a flyer on McMath? Like, oh, uh, you know, like is he really going to get the job, or is he going to keep the job? Ochoa is obviously number one when. He's healthy, right? And then Ochoa just had attitude problems, and McMath yeah. had a couple of decent games, and it back. turned out, yeah, Ochoa never came back. If you took that early flyer on McMath, you you basically got a, a full season of utility out of him, and you even got this start of this season. But uh, I think it may be end of the line. I don't know that. I don't know if Beavers will get another game. Yeah, it Beavers could just got be smoked. like they want to reward the kid for uh, for having good practices recently. You know, I've seen a lot of MLS coaches do that. Where it's like, yeah, you know, we'll play the young goalkeeper just because he's been practicing well lately. And uh, so it and also RSL only had three points through their first. Also, RSL only had three points in their first four games, so it's not like yeah, they were winning, so they you know. Yeah, exactly. So they may stick with Beavers. It's not. Yeah, it's not. You know, they as even though they did lose again, uh, who knows what happened? They play. You know, <laughs> coincidentally, they play Charlotte next uh, at home. So uh, I mean, if you're gonna lose, go. play the kids. You know, play the hoping, kids. Hoping for the crown to go get three points on the road there uh, in Salt Lake. Rio Tinto is still a tough place to play. It's I mean, still... I went to Rio Tinto last year and saw one of the worst soccer matches I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but I, I was with my good buddy, so we had we had fun. But uh, shout out to my friend Jared, who's uh, who will probably be at this. He wanted me to come out to Salt Lake this weekend uh, for the Salt Lake uh, Charlotte match, but I, I couldn't quite make that trip happen. But uh, yeah. Yeah, hopefully, out, hopefully Salt Lake stays in bad guy, Jared, I, Whether the they start with math or Beavers. What, another thing, this was a lineup killer game for me because I have uh, Jefferson Savarino, rare and super rare, and he's like usually one of my forwards in a big, big lineups. And, yeah. you know, he had the personal problems that kept him out of the international break, but he did play. He came on as a sub in Rail's last game. So I was like, okay, he should be okay, right? And put him in a couple key lineups. He wasn't even in the squad. He was out for personal problems again, whatever they are, happen to be. I hope you hope that's all worked out for him. Okay. <laughs> but it did not work out for my lineups. Another, uh, another shout out to our guy, Pablo Ruiz, who has now been in two games since returning from injury and has decisive downed in both games, both four nil losses. So you love to see it. He has had 20 AA points in both games, but he's yeah. had decisive downs. So he's ended up putting up 35s for me. Uh, but I'm still, even, I still think that's a hell of a rare card deal to pick he's him back up. taking the set pieces. You know, Pablo, Pablo's taking the set pieces. He's that under 23 good. until June. Like, yeah. And he's 0.05 for a rare. He's 0.03. We're, we're talking about a guy for a limited. This is a guy that people were saying uh, was was the the best 
under 23 mid in all of the entire America division, you know, this time last year. So, right. So, uh, if you're, if you're looking for a buy low, I feel like that's a, it's a pretty decent place to start looking for a buy low. Um, so that, that was uh, Columbus and RSL, Seattle and the LA Galaxy, which I actually did watch a little bit of this game. And boy, Seattle just put them to the sword in the first half and then just kind of stopped playing in the second half. And LA got one goal back but couldn't get a second. It was very apparent which team was the better team in this one. Seattle was just flat out way better, especially in the first half. They were pinging the ball around. The Galaxy are so the way this game should have gone the galaxy should have had all the possession and seattle's mm-hmm. a counter-attack team um but i think it was somewhere like close to even at, at the end of the first half mm. which was not good um and seattle just whipped them they could have had three or four of the first half and then uh yeah they just kind of stopped running stopped playing it looked like they were almost tired in the second half which is uh, concerning considering what happened last year for seattle but they do get the win, and that's, you know, some Seattle does from time to time to, you know, kind of not put in max effort when they kind of know they're the better team and they're a little bit better. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think the L.A. Galaxy are very good. They can't make any transfers over the summer. This is this is like full-on panic time. And also the supporters are rioting or they're protesting mm-hmm. or whatever the right word is. Uh, yeah. So the stadium was completely quiet, which was very – Eerie, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't think LA is in the same ballpark as like Seattle LAFC, some of the better teams in the Western Conference. Do you watch this game? Not, the, uh, I didn't watch it. They are not right now. Certainly not. Um, I see Jordan Morris, another goal. F that guy yep. for sure. Uh, your boy Jalen Neal. You know, Jalen Neal's uh, really good. Yes, mm-hmm. get that man. We can mm-hmm. talk about U23 defenders and how I don't think there are any of them in the MLS. He's one of them. Like, he might be a legit option for this summer. I've already picked up, like, three. Well, you're I a smart man. Flipped, I actually already flipped a couple, too. We're starting to see Rusnak uh, back out on the wing. That's not mm-hmm. necessarily good for his floor, but decent for his upside. I still wish Ladero would retire so that Rusnak could play uh, center attacking mid. Next year. Leo Chu. Leo Chu's really great. Nice. Yeah. Um we had a Xavier Arriaga sighting. We had uh, knew who t- knew who started the game on the bench, coming in, uh, off a long flight uh, back from Cameroon for the international break. Uh, still racked knew who racked up like twenty AA points in in twenty minutes. The guy's an absolute beast. Like he, he's one of the best cards to have on Seattle. I feel uh, knew who Tolo. I don't know. Um, he is he is upside, but he also has downside. Like he also has some games where he's terrible. Uh, yeah, not so much this year. I mean, this year he's been sure, a but monster. I mean, this is, he's but. one of the few like fullbacks who can get 80 uh with with no decisive i've seen him do that as well so yeah uh Puge finally sure. scored decently how about our boy we shouted him out gaston brugman um yeah continued you know he scores really well it's even in, that, in losses yeah seattle at home you mentioned possession it did end up 62 38 in favor of la seattle on the road excuse me when seattle's on the road they really play like that sit back counter style so and also against the Galaxy, that's what they do. And yeah. also, LA Galaxy have not, they do not play well against Seattle. Seattle just hard counters everything that LA Galaxy want to do. Uh, so typically, if you see that matchup, you're you're wanting to play your Seattle guys for sure. Um, New York City and New England Revolution. I thought this would be a, 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 at least a New England win. I thought New England has a pretty good start to the season and NYC holds on for a draw and they've had a really nice start from what a lot of people were expecting uh, a little bit of regression out of NYC, but they've had a really nice start to these, uh, to the season. Talos Magna scored a goal for NYCFC. Um, didn't watch this game. Do you, did you have, did you have thoughts? Uh, James Sands, baby. It's, it's all James, James Sands, Sands all the time. It's we love James about, Sands. Yeah. Love James Sands. Finally uh, came home. After a trip to Scotland, uh, you know, didn't work out. He's back and crushing it in the New York midfield. Um, hopefully he keeps developing and someone we can uh, work into the U.S. men's team for sure at some point. Soft boy Carlos Hill scored a goal. The fullback sucked, which is kind of rare. Bobby Wood got an assist. Bobby Wood, man, what a – like, if you took a super cheap flyer on Bobby Wood for, like, a threshold team uh, two or three weeks ago, you probably made a few thresholds because he continues to uh, – Put up. It's funny how his numbers are always crushing Gustavo Bo's numbers. That's 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 so rare. It's pretty frustrating, but it can I mean, happen. 
the dude the dude was uh in the u.s national team for a little while like he's got some talent right yeah yeah he just he's i mean he's bobby he's freaking bobby wood, wood. Yeah. yeah yeah well i agree no, but this is also mls this is the national team so like, he should be like at least somewhat decent you know Noah buck man this is the kid to have I yeah mean, another he's not gonna be here long he's not gonna be here long yeah he's real good well that's what they said about james sands two years ago so who knows <laughs> Well, the, yeah. Noah Buck is getting some serious interest from overseas already. I don't. I think maybe, maybe he lasts the summer, but that's like tops. He'll be gone in the winter. Um, but then again, I said the same thing about John Tolkien. So he's still here. You never know. Um, you never know with these things, you know. But yeah, Noah Buck's pretty good. Anything else with this one? Uh, no, just New England. Not a fun team to watch, but they're getting results and they're they're up yeah. there. Still near the top. I think they're third in the East they're behind third. Atlanta. And uh, yep. they're getting it done with an eight to six goals for and against uh, ratio. Most of the other top teams all are in double digits by now, but New England with eight goals somehow is up there. So are they um, back to uh, are they back to 2021 form? No, not even no. close. Not even close. Yeah. I'm just checking because, you know, third, third in the East, kind of back up there a little bit. Uh, I don't know that they're that dominant that they were that year but uh they got some dudes they got some dudes i mean what part do i need to repeat myself not even close like i said it's, it's not happening i yeah. i i don't think they're there but i think they're close that's just my opinion uh nashville orlando our, our guy jorge is uh is suffering a little bit down in orlando Facundo torres coming off the bench i guess that's international duty related uh jacob schaffelberg coming off the bench i don't know what did he play for Canada? Is that international team related? Uh, not sure why Schaffelberg was on, on the bench for this game, but uh, he Schaffelberg is all, yeah. fringe Canadian national team, and he's had a good season, so he might have got called up. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know why he was on the bench. But Nashville two 0 easy going, ten points, fifth in the East, tied with Columbus. Um, they've also got a bunch of games at home coming up, so I don't know. Break out your break out your Nashville defensive stacks because I we might be back. We might be back, baby. Two goals in six games? Are you kidding me? Joe I'm Willis is back. It. Joe Willis is what it's all about, dude. He He's the only uh, goalkeeper that did well for me uh, this past weekend and uh, very happy to have him in the squad. I, be- I believe in in Nashville defense all the way, always. They, they're one of the most reliable defenses in the game. So Joe I'll keep rolling no. them out there. Joe says no. You know, every time the other team takes a shot, Joe says no. Uh, so yeah, Nashville's Mukhtar, back. Hani Mukhtar, he's a he's still the MVP. You know, he's yeah. still really good. He's good at this. He's game. very for, for an for a guy who gets a uh, who's high up on the average uh, score ratings. He's very decisive, dependent, but he gets the decisives. And that's all you, you know. Just keeps rolling them in. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of Nashville for you, right? Hani Mukhtar in a shutout. That's that's mm-hmm. generally how these things go. Gaia, I'm just glad Gaese wasn't rotting away in a Spanish jail. Like he was able to get back home. And, uh, and yeah, that was good. That, that was, a, that was an interesting story over the international break. Um, Philadelphia, Kansas city, this game got weather delayed for a little while. And then Philadelphia comes out with a nil nil against yeah, Kansas yeah. city um, at home. Is it time to start, start a little bit panicking on Philadelphia? Like what the heck is going on? I think they're did they rotate? Did they rotate for Champions League? Like what? What happened? Like no, they can't. This is a this you have to call full strength with Bedoya, Flock, Jose, Gajdog, Miranda, Ure. uh, You know, Harryo, but you could argue that Harryo's better than Ibizo. So yeah, it's not really. uh, You know, Andre Blake was back from injury. Everything conspired in Philly's favor. This one you could you could blame it on the rain. You could just go. uh, Milly Vanilli style in honor of uh, Andre Blake and blame it on the ring. But uh, I don't know, just Philly. Philly's just one of those teams. I, I think they overachieved a little bit last year. So, so yeah, to say maybe. that they're regressing, I think it's more just regression to the mean. Uh, best scores can't Glessness put up a hundred burger. Uh, somehow El Brujo, even with a yellow card managed uh 63 and a half. So that, that's a nice score for him to get the sec- second. That's third Jose best Martinez season. for those that don't know the nicknames. <laughs> yeah, El my 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 second ever super rare that I ever got. Way way. Mm. He was but, my first uh, rare card, I think. No, right? that's not true. Donnie Toya was my first rare card, but he mm. was my first rare card that was actually like a player. 
Yeah. If, if the funniest thing, if you look over the Kansas City side, no one scored higher than 54, uh, hmm. except for Tim Melia. So Timmy Melia. Timmy Melia resurgence is back, dude. Pulse camp got pulled. That's that's probably the actual big story. And also Alan that is a big story. In 27 minutes. But yeah, Pulse camp getting dropped for uh Timmy Amelia. We knew that was always in play, right? Like that's a yeah. that's a that's a young goalkeeper that a lot of people were counting on to anchor their lineups that's now uh in the dust in the mud. So uh not good. I, uh, I don't know. Him. I've had my Timmy Amelia ready to go, baby. I'm yeah, I'm I've back. Been- <laughs> I've been telling people to, to uh, get rid of Tim Melia. So, uh, you know, I, I was put my convictions are what they are. I'm not always right about everything, but Hey, if you think I'm an idiot, then you just fade what I say and, you, and you'll do pretty well. Like we mentioned earlier on in the show, but uh, Melia did get the uh, clean sheet. Again, the rain was a factor in making this game just kind of like a non game really more than anything, but uh, shout out to Timmy meals. Like uh, I guess he got the shutout. You know, I guess you have to think going forward. He's, he's going in the next, the next game, right? He, he's not coming out till the next game. That's for for darn right. sure. I mean, the, the team's winless with under Pulse Camp, and and uh, yeah. they were well. They're still they're winless under draws. Winless yeah. under Melia too. Well, that's true too. But at least they they saved a point. They play uh, they play the Rapids at home next. Mm, uh, on, that sounds on, like a shutout on, to uh, me. Saturday, so Timmy Melia. He's back, baby. Purchasing time, yeah. And then they play they play at San Jose the next week after that, which is not exactly an offensive uh, powerhouse. So uh, uh, interesting spot for Timmy Mills. I'm not. I don't buying. love I'm at not San Jose. To buy a Timmy Mills. Let's let's check the price. Let's just what's what's He's, he's point one three for a rare. He's point oh oh nine five for a limited. So he's by far the cheapest. Like if you want to call him a starting keeper, right? Um, so like if you if you want to go for it. I mean, good luck to you. I I have him just because, like, I bought him at basically nothing, so like it's profit, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I I see. I I don't love relying on him though, and I don't think you're getting anything more than like this year, maybe. And Pulse Camp, pull, they're not just gonna bench Pulse. Like, they're not just gonna sit him for the rest of the year. Like, right, right. Pulse Camp is gonna have some ruining DNPs for you over the next like four months. Like, just be prepared if you want Timmy Millie as your goalkeeper for at least, like, four Pulse Camp random DNPs that you just can't predict that just ruin your lineup. Look, so if you want to go that route, go for it. There's a, uh, you know, there's a good, good chance that, uh, you know, a lot of people, I'm looking in the market, a lot of people made some nice 2X flips, both in limited and rare, yeah. uh, as soon as he was announced in the starter. So congrats to those folks and, uh, you know, may the odds be ever in your favor for sure. But I'm going to stay away from Melia now at his new elevated price. You know, if you if you got in on him at uh, at under 0.05 a couple of days ago, then, then good for you though for he, sure. Here, here's the real question: Do you go buy Pulse Cam now? Pulse Cam uh, dropped like a rock. He's price, like a third of his price. Plummeted. That's an interesting one for sure. Uh, I mean, me, he's go. got a rare for 0.255, and he's U23 for three more years. Yeah. I mean, it's still a little uh, that's, it's still a little steep for me. Uh, if he uh, dropped down to like 0.15, then I maybe start thinking about it. I suppose. I mean, he's getting there. <laughs> he no, is getting there right now. Yeah. Um, and like I said, you're gonna have some rant. So if you just if you need a random U23 goalkeeper and you have like a throwaway U23 lineup, you want to start. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's gonna start some random games this year again. I'm going to say that again. So I don't think we've seen the last of, of Johnny P and I may be uh, hopping on that bandwagon while he is cheap for sure. This uh, is you're right though. That, me. By the super, yeah, I, I don't know. 1.5 ETH for the super. I, I, yeah, that's the what super I want is, to do. That, that's, there's no chance that's happening. Um, so yeah, I, I, I agree. That's the biggest story from that game. Um, Toronto, Charlotte. So you, we talked in the open about the wind and y'all like, I, I don't, I don't think y'all understand if you didn't watch this game, how big a factor the wind was like Charlotte in the first half. I only watched the first half. They were going into the wind. They could not move the ball up the field because the wind was blowing it back at their face. Whenever they try any pass that was more than like five yards, and like Toronto literally scored an Olympico because the wind just blew the ball into the net. Like Oof. he was trying to just put it, put in a ball and it blew the ball in the back of the net. It's like, come on. Like the wind was wild. That stadium is right on a lake. Like it gets the, I think it's Lake Erie. Um, it gets the lake wind and it's like, sometimes it just gets wild. So I guess in the second half, 
you know, now you're playing in, in the right side of the wind. Uh, and Charlotte came back. You probably watched this game though. Tell us what you think. Yeah. I watched it pretty close. <laughs> uh, yeah. We all, As you uh, do. My uh, Charlotte podcast, we always host a ro- uh, watch party at this local bar for the road games. And uh, we had another good one. It was a really good time at uh, the Elizabeth parlor room here in Charlotte. Um, all I can say is the wind was a factor a hundred percent. You saw it, it, uh, each team got two goals on either side of halftime. And that's basically like whichever team was going with the wind ended up with two goals and, and was able to press uh, really hard and strong and, and, and possess the ball. It was tough for Charlotte to get out from under Toronto in the first half. And it was tough right. for Toronto to get out from under Charlotte in the second half. And that's just kind of the way it went. Um, and Cause that, you can't that, throw, you can't lump it over the top because the wind just knocked mm-hmm. it back down. Like you wasn't it, going anywhere. It's so funny because I mean, the possession was 47, 53, the total shots was 10 to 13. The shots on target was five to four. Uh, the big chances, one to two. That's actually everything. The duels one was 50, 50 uh, corners was 10 and seven. Fouls was fit for 13 and 18, you know, and, uh, you know, everything was just like split down the middle. Uh, really, really uh, interesting tale of two halves kind of a game. And Charlotte stepped up, man. Charlotte really delivered two goals when they needed to. Came from some unlikely sources, you could say, with uh, Ben Bender, who's f- back in the starting lineup for the first time all Shout season. Shout out Ben Bender. Bob's yeah, guy. Yeah, Benny B. Benny B with a really nice goal after... Nuno Santos. So Carol Swiderski, the designated player, was on the bench because he came back from international duty. Uh, and Brent Bronico was suspended for a league-issued like post-game red card last uh, the other day. So Bender and Santos came in for those two. Santos had like three huge chances in the game that he whiffed on all three of them. It was really disappointing <laughs> in, the, in the first half. Like when it was two, it got two to be two nil Toronto pretty quick, and then. Charlotte had three big, big opportunities to come back and get uh, get one back, and they failed all through Nuno Santos. That was unfortunate. In the second half, things went much better. Bender and Yosviak uh, were able to finish Yosviak's uh, first MLS goal since he's been here. But shout out to some of the defensive scores on Charlotte. Uh, Jalen Lindsay with an 80-pointer, 45 AA, uh, just absolutely crushing it, scoring all, all over the place, uh, winning a lot of duels, keeping possession. Uh, getting five interceptions <laughs> that's worth 15 points right there so shout out to Jalen Lindsay getting him in in good spots uh to rack up defensive points same to Derek Jones who had a 62 uh as the CDM so uh shout out to my my boys uh on Charlotte making some scores uh Toronto scores were not that great their back line was all horrible Bernadeschi had had a goal but still only finished with 60 there was one another there was a second like would be olympico caused by the wind where they almost Cervania, Brandon Cervania almost scored like yeah. a second uh, Olympico goal from the other side. Do you think side. that was a foul? Uh, yeah, I thought it was a foul. Although you could also you could have argued that the ball was in the goal before, like as the foul was happening already, but it was a foul for sure. And he, I thought on the Michael Bradley goal that there was a good case for interference also, but they didn't. They, they looked at that on VAR, but didn't call anything. Yeah, that's right. They did score their second one off a corner because I remember thinking, boy, Charlotte cannot defend a set piece because they had. Basically, three was the balls wind. in the back of the net. Yeah, it was, it was the literally wind. the wind. It was, the wind. It it was, was literally the wind, but I was thinking, like, my God, like, Charlotte cannot defend. Does that it piece. was bad, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, and our, our guy, Georgie Marks, who we love, big, big, uh, big friend of the show, even if he doesn't know it yet, um, he is fantastic, but he's also not tall. So, like, the wind right. kind of swirling it around. Mm-hmm. maybe is easier for like a six, six goalkeeper, but he's like, what? Five, 10. He's like, yeah. The, if the that goal went over his head and unfortunately yeah. there was no one at the back post. So it was kind of like a, a double whammy, like should have had someone at the back post, but also Cisniego would have been tall enough to get that for sure. I think. Right. Exactly. But I mean, he's still fantastic and we love him for end of the show. If, even if he doesn't know it. He's, he'll start again. If you're looking for another under, another under 23 keeper who's going to start this week, Marks will most certainly start again against. Yeah. Well, I, I can't see him not. All all the pulse camp people that are pulling out. Go yeah, George, yeah, George yeah, yeah. Um, so from my team to or from your team to my team, I totally messed that one up. It's cool. That's why we do it live, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, DC played the most boring game of football that I have watched in quite a long time against. Uh, Former former host uh, Nashi's team in Chicago, and it, it was uh, uh, it 
It was, I, have, it was I have nothing boring. to say about this one, Chris. This is all I can't I can't talk about this match. To this be all you a hundred percent honest, I have nothing to say either. Um, the one thing I will say, Donovan Pines, another big performance. He does this, he has these games where he looks electric. Um, he makes tackles that like he just kind of gets to places that the other defender shouldn't get. Um, but don't ask me why he's not starting. He's out of position like 60% of the time. And as a center back, you're allowed to be out of position like 5% of the time. You know, like he is just positionally horrible. And so he has to use his speed and athleticism to make up ground where he really shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And he should not be starting. Like he's the fifth option at center back, at, you know, in, in best case scenario. Um, he gets the start. He puts up a score, but I don't want to see like a hundred DMs. Like, hey, why is he not starting? Why is he not starting? He does not deserve to start. Like, and he shouldn't for a while until he gets a lot better and a lot, you know, more mature. It's like his third year out of Maryland. I want to say, like, he came the I, college route. Um, so he's only been a pro for like a couple of years. I have his rare, and I need to know why is he not starting, Chris? Um, why is he, Why is he not starting? DM I, me. I DM me yeah, on Twitter, yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll tell yeah. you. Um, that's that's pretty much it for DC. They couldn't really get Benteke too involved. I mean, this um, is an ugly freaking game, dude. This yeah, is just it, it's ugly. Cool. These two teams are just not good. Like just flat out, just not good. Although Tyler Miller did have a heck of a save at yeah. the end. Eighty um, points for Tyler Miller. He he had he and and honestly, like if you got style points, you got like just goal of the year type points for for uh, a save. Um, his goal at the or his save at the very end, like he, there's no business he has saving Kai Kamara there. Uh, Kai Kamara just like has an open net, and Tyler Miller just says no, thank you. Um, now, granted, he hit it right at him, but you know that's not Tyler Miller's fault. Freaking um, Kai Kamara, dude, what a legend. dude! He almost back to back weeks with a winner for Chicago, uh, which is just wild. He is, he's a first ballot MLS Hall of Famer. He's, he's has a pure to be. of the league. Like he yeah, Kai has Kamara. to be. Yeah. Without Kai Kamara, Chicago would have two points this year. Just saying. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He's a legend. And he only plays like five minutes a game now. It's crazy. Yeah. It's all he needs. Uh, it's all he needs. You know, that's how good he is. Uh, Dallas and Portland played to a 1 1 draw. This was absolutely frustrating for me because I saw our guy, Nikosi Tafari, had the shutout, had a really nice AA game going. Oh, he and had like then, 65. He was like, he was yeah. like crushing. Yeah. He was obliterating things. And uh, he ended up with a 30 in this mm-hmm. game, which so I, brutal. Just, I don't get. I didn't. I they conceded a yellow got a card. Yellow. So, yeah. 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 Lost a he lot. He started of losing there. duels. Yeah. It was just yeah. really bad. He was, but he was, Tough. he was he, in like the last 10 minutes of the game, he went from 60 to 30, like without, like, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Brutal. It was it was it was tough, and so mm-hmm. yeah, that that cost me a threshold there. One of the reasons why I blanked this week, um, but we still love him. He's still our guy, Nikosi Tafari. Um, I didn't see uh, Velasco. I didn't look at him because he's on one of my teams, so I typically look at him. I think he had some AA, but he wasn't particularly good. Ten points, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that team was a dud too. Portland. I, did anybody on Portland do anything? Uh, Zach McGraw continues to pr- to produce pretty yeah. nicely as a young okay. under twenty center back card for sure. If you can get him, if you can still get a decent price on McGraw, I'd say go for it. Uh, the 0.033 came on off the, the rare. Bench. What's that? 0.033 on the rare. 0.0023. Yeah, I mean, if you the, need uh, a defender, that, that's a good one to pick up. I think uh, Williamson did crap even with uh, set pieces. I think uh, Diego Chara turned in a sixty. And that's not bad, but like I said, the the decisives came off the bench: Espria and Boley. Uh, Jesus Jimenez got in for Dallas last twenty five minutes. Kind of interesting. He subbed in for Legit, and uh, I mean that guy. Whatever happened to Jesus Jimenez? Wasn't he supposed to be? Yeah, good? he was yeah. going to be like amazing with Insigne and Bernadeschi and like just running things in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he fell off a cliff. I feel like a few strikers fall off cliffs like that. Like True. Brian White was really good for a while. Lucas Cavallini was really good for a while. Um, trying to think other strikers. Oh, what the the dude from Columbus, uh, the dude that beat out Giassi Zardis that's on the hate list. Miguel Barry, he was good for a oh, while. He yeah, fell off a cliff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like sometimes these things just happen with the. Uh, with our strikers. Um, so we've, we've waited long enough. 
we need to talk about the world's greatest team to ever play football. And this week it's Minnesota because they beat the world's greatest team to ever play football. <laughs> the so running, Minnesota yeah, is the new reigning champion of greatest team of all time. Uh, they take the one they'll win with still without Reynoso. <laughs> like maybe Reynoso was the problem. Maybe he just had the ball too much. And the rest of the team was like, what the heck, bro? And now all of a sudden, Minnesota's like fourth in the Western Conference with one less game played than everybody else. I think it's hilarious. They're undefeated. Yeah, like, man. I, I, who would have who if if I would have told you that the remaining undefeated teams after six weeks are LAFC, Cincinnati, and Minnesota, like you would not have believed me on Minnesota. No, I well, yeah, no I chance. like I would not have predicted them to ever score any goals. That is one thing. So that they haven't. Been- They've only yeah, scored they've only six scored goals six. this year. I was I was mocking uh, New England for only scoring eight. New uh, Minnesota's only scored six, but they've only conceded three. So that that that's helps you go unbeaten for sure. Wild. Um. So yeah, they they just like plugging in everybody. They don't care at this point. I mean, um, Robin Lode is doing it. Dane St. Clair, uh, shout out Dane St. Clair. He's a Dane St. Clair is doing it. Uh, Absolutely. What's Hwangwane is doing it. Fragapane is doing it. All, every, everybody on the team is getting it done. So I mean. Uh, what's his name? Uh, they get they had uh, Christian Ramirez. Is he scoring goals for them? Like, there's all kinds uh, of. Uh, Amaria had the PK. Amaria had the PK. Ramirez. Yeah, uh, Ramirez so is back in the league somewhere the doing things, but yeah, uh, Minnesota just gets it done one way or the other. So St. Louis uh, now is one, two, three, three and zero on the road, but only two and one at home. So they're a better road team than they are a home team, which is weird for the MLS. Um, yeah, greatest run in MLS history. Greatest run in MLS history is now over for St. Louis. And they can now begin to lose games because they go to Seattle and then they host Cincinnati next. So good luck. Um, so that was uh, <laughs> that was St. Louis against Minnesota. Next game up on the list was a very entertaining nil-nil draw between Colorado and LAFC. We both kind of watched this game. I'll let you go first on your thoughts here. What do we think? A uh, shocker, absolute shocker. I, I can't believe LAFC uh, was un- unable to beat Colorado, but Colorado, you know, a team in crisis circled the wagons and uh, made something decent happen for themselves with a point against uh, the supposed best team in the league. Uh, you know, they came out, they, uh, Yarbrough had another good game. He's really rewarded those who kept the faith in him. Still uh, got Brian, him. Still got three of them. Yeah, Brian. We're trucking. Yeah, I wish, uh, hopefully that, I, Lord, I see what you've done for William Yarbrough, and I hope it for the same for my Pablo Cisniega <laughs> cards, please, someday. But uh, uh, Rubio, Diego Rubio's back, played an hour. Uh, yep. Danny Wilson, I think, I saw Danny Wilson had like six shots in the box. He was the first MLS defender to have six <laughs> shots in the box in like 20 years or something like that. That's because so, they had like a hundred uh, corners. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's yeah. one way to, to beat down LAFC is just to set piece them to death. And uh, McCarthy, another nice game. It's tough. It's going to be really tough when the shoe drops for McCarthy owners, uh, knowing yeah. that. Uh, uh, is be coming back. back. Soon, so, yeah. They dropped a feature about his recovery a few, like I want to say last week or maybe the week before. Um, and it didn't say anything specific, but also, originally like the start of the season he said he wanted to be back by the international window and he said he thought it would be tight but obviously we had that international window now so it should be like we should start getting reports at some point of him like getting you know back into practice uh back into training and and kind of rolling um lafc to me looked really tired like i i, I think yeah. this is this is this year's lafc team where they're a damn good starting 11 but I don't think they have a ton of depth and they are playing in champions league. Colorado is at altitude. Um, so if you're already tired playing at altitude, it's not the best thing in the world. LAFC's right. never really been good at Colorado to be fair. Um, so kind of a bugaboo type team uh, and, you know, going on the road in MLS is never easy. So actually getting the draw, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world for LAFC. Just kind of, you know, chalk it up to busy schedule, chalk it up to, uh, going on the road at altitude and and just kind of move on from there. That being said, they've got Vancouver midweek for for CCL, and then you know they're kind of back to it. So, and that's at Vancouver, right? Yeah, that's that's at Vancouver. BC plays toughest place to play in North America. It's and, a tough uh, spot in the LAFC season for sure. Yeah, 
I I don't know. They got to be a little careful of just getting kind of waxed somewhere. Um, I don't know that I'm starting a ton of LAFC stuff right now. Like maybe middle of summer, like leagues cup, they get the buy through the group stage. So maybe that kind of gives them a, a little reset, but, uh, I'm just just be cautious. Now, granted, they've only given them three goals this year. So, like, the defense has been fine. Just not scoring a ton of goals. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Also, their draws are Seattle and then at, at altitude against Colorado. Otherwise, they've been winning games. So, I'm not saying hit the panic button by any means. I'm just saying it's starting to look like it's catching to them. Like, they're starting to – it's starting to look like they're tired um, on the pitch. San Jose? Yeah. Uh, San Jose and Houston, a 2-1 winner for San Jose. And I believe it was three penalties, if I'm not mistaken, that were the goals in this game. Um, I know it was back-to-back PKs in the first half. It was. It was, it, was the battle, it was the battle of PKs. Yeah, yeah this was a, yeah. this one I actually got to watch when I got home from the, the watch party to uh, from the Charlotte game. And uh, one, it was Espinosa buried both San Jose penalties. And then the guy who I don't really know that well, Amina Bossi, uh, scored uh, Houston's penalty. So sorry for the Her- Hector Herrera owners out there because I would have thought for sure Hector would have taken it. But Yeah, uh, he didn't take it last week either, which I thought yeah. was interesting. Unfortunate. Um, yeah, it is It is a little bit unfortunate. Houston just kind of rolling along, though. I think, I think they'll be happy with where they are, six points from five uh, so far to start the season. Minus two goal differential. But, I mean, this is kind of kind of a Ben Olsen team, like, you know, bottom-ish of the of the playoff line it's right about where they're gonna hang you know not gonna score a ton they have five goals which is worse than just about everybody um but they have played one less game i guess so yeah i I think houston is probably pretty happy with where they are at at this moment in time san jose didn't we we shout out bartlow and hadebe last week as like uh, some guys who were really performing each of them with a uh penalty conceded in this match they they both got negative decisive, so uh, we put the nice curse on them for sure. But yeah. my I actually boy didn't Jackson start Ewell, even Bartlow. Jackson Ewell is the ultimate like cap two forty midfielder for for uh, super rare that I have. Or really, at any, any scarcity because he just he just keeps banging those low fifties and keeping you right where you need to be. You know, always. I sold everything. mine. I sold mine. I'm like moving out of super rare because um, I was playing two forty, and then I got an offer on Guzan, and I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah. So I, I sold Guzan and then I'm like, well, I can't enter cap 240 anymore. All I can enter is like America pro. And it's like, right. well, I don't really have pro guys. I have cap guys, you know? So I don't, I don't yeah. want to be in. So I'm just kind of selling off super rares, you know, pretty slowly um, as I get decent offers. And I, I got a decent offer already for uh Yule and will trap. So they're both uh, out of the, out of the old club, um, but we still, moves, Bartlow. Moves. Yeah, we still got Ethan Bartlow. We still got Ethan Bartlow. Um, so that that's San Jose against Houston. And our final game was a waxing Vancouver five nil winners over Montreal at BC place. You think they're ready for LAFC to come to town in the midweek? Uh, they're ready, dude. Vancouver is having a hell of a season. They, they're kind of one of the surprises of the season so far. I'd say, uh, you know, they've taken their L's, but they've held their own in, in, uh, Concacaf Champions League, and they have made excited. They've been playing exciting soccer. They're just they're fun to right. watch. You know, Gold has been as Gold has not been as great as 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 advertised or hoped. I think for some people, at the uh, beginning of the year, I almost almost bought a Ryan Gold Super Rare like right before the season, but held off thankfully, and uh, that that actually worked out because he's not really delivering the numbers just yet. So his price is probably down. But Gressel is the real uh, story yeah. for Vancouver. Gressel's made them really good, uh, really just a fun to watch team. Like I said, Javen Brown is also putting up decent numbers. Brian White is scoring goals. So uh, even with uh, Cordova, who has been hurt uh, uh, now that there's sort of new DP, he's not really produced for them, but they're still, again, their results could be better. They've, they're not like top of the tail or anything. They've got three losses, but like I said, they're, they're fun. And uh, I actually like this Vancouver team. It'll be interesting to see them host LAFC and Champions League this midweek. Uh, if they can get, uh, if they can get like a one nil or or just some type of draw to go back to LA with, it, it would be real interesting. I, I think I think they can beat LA at home and in the uh, home leg. I don't think they'll advance through the tie, 
but I do think they can beat LA at home, like a goal or two to, to, you know, by one or two goals. Um, one thing to shout out, our boy Diver Caicedo is, has made two sub appearances now, 25 minutes in his last game. Mm-hmm. It might be time for him to get a little starty start. Um, and he is really, really good. And he's U23 until next year. So I am very happy that I have him and I kept him through his entire injury. Hopefully he's the same player because obviously with those major injuries, things can go wrong. But I am very excited about Caicedo coming into this team with Julian Gressel and getting, getting a little service. Um, also, shout out Kubas, who's a really good D-mid. We talk about Nuobodo for Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Kubas is kind of the same way with Vancouver. Like he just kind of glues everything together. And uh, and our, our guy Ranko Veselinovich back there in the back doing things. Uh, Ranko. So yeah, I I uh I, I'm a I'm a bit of a closet uh Vancouver fan. And yeah, Montreal is gonna have these games. Like this is classic Hurt <laughs> and Lazada where they're just gonna get waxed sometimes. But they're also I, I think they're gonna do this to somebody at times this year as well. So um kind of sucks that it's in a Canadian Derby, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, I don't I don't think Lasada's had a great start though in his time so far. Um has the one win, but they've scored three times and allowed 12 goals, which is the worst goal differential outside of RSL in the league. <laughs> um so not not really a great start to life in Montreal yeah, they, for, it, for our guy Hernan. They uh they make Charlotte look good. You know, they're keeping us off the bottom of the East table right now. So I, I can't be mad. Although as bad as you might think Charlotte's doing. We're ahead of one, two, three, four. We're ahead of five Western teams. So, yeah. you know, there you go. And we get to play Salt Lake this week. So we the 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 West in MLS right now is is uh, a dumpster fire. Is is just an absolute. The bottom of it is, yeah, yeah. Of it, the top is St. Louis, Seattle, LAFC. That's no dumpster fire up there. But Seattle, yeah, no, I, I hear you. Everyone's passed Louis, about the former greatest team ever. Now Minnesota. Yeah, so whoever beats true. Minnesota next is whoever's the next team to beat Minnesota is now the new greatest team ever. Oh, hundred percent. Even if it's a friendly, we might go to like Peru or something or USL. This this could wow. get wild. This could get wild when we get to preseason. Yeah, when it gets to the yeah. Leagues I Cup. It. It, it, I mean, God, we could have a Leagues Cup. We could have a Liga Amekis team be the greatest team of all time. Uh, yeah, can't wait for this. Um, but yeah, Minnesota is the greatest team to ever grace uh, this planet as we speak. Uh, before we wrap things up, um, obviously, this, the title of the show here is uh is some breakout players that we've had for uh for the first mm-hmm. few weeks. So we both have kind of four uh, I guess you didn't do a goalkeeper, but I did. Uh we both have one at each position, let's say, that that's kind of been a breakout kind of star, you know, start of a breakout type season, guys you kind of mm-hmm. want to look at and target. Um so I didn't I didn't do goalkeeper. So I'll go first with my goalkeeper. Well, and I think Yeah, you do the goalkeeper first because yeah. that's a boring position anyway. Yeah, and 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 you're a hundred percent right when you say that goalkeepers all suck in MLS. Um, like it's yeah. true. Like there's just no good goalkeepers. But I do think Drake Calendars had a really good year. He's kind of stood on his head um, a few times for Miami, and especially when they won those few games, especially the Philly game that I watched. He was kind of ridiculous in some of the saves that he was making. His AA is phenomenal. So if he ever gets a shutout like he did the first two games, uh, he is putting up some pretty big scores. And even when he doesn't get the shutout, as long as they don't give up three, he's still putting up mid-50s, you know. So he's he's really balling out uh, as far as the MLS goalkeepers go. And I think he's getting to that kind of top five type territory where he's kind of an everyday starter for you. Um, and I also don't think he's going, I don't think he's under threat at all uh, for losing his position. So I really like, if you're looking for kind of a mid-tier value guy, I kind of like Drake Callender to kind of keep this thing going. I mean, the advanced stats in Drake Callender are great as well. He's top three, I think, in uh, expected goals uh, saved. So, um, yeah, I, I just think he's a great player. Uh, so I'll let you start with, uh, we'll go front, or we'll go back to front. So let's, let's start at defender. Sure. Who you got? Uh, my breakout defender for the year uh, so far is Henry Kessler for New England. Mm. Uh, just g- got out of his under 23 status. Uh, he is 24. Uh, yeah. He put up, he had some peaks last year and he put up some decent scores, but he's really, he's really elevated uh, his scoring this year 
from like a 10 AA guy, like a 10 to 15 range AA guy to yeah. more like the 18 to 25 AA range so far this season for New England. He's actually five so, of the six games. He's had 20 or more. AA. Yeah. He's kind of, he's kind of leveled up if you will, from a guy who was really good last year and like had the peaks, like I said, but now he's really, his floor is even higher to the point where yeah. like the taking up into the 90 and 180 high 80s range so uh i like henry kessler as a i I said new england earlier in this episode i said new england's kind of boring to watch but if you like defensive soccer then uh, kessler's actually not bad and he's right even delivered a couple of decisives uh, almost scored like three goals against charlotte uh but just a good young player who doesn't carry the under 23 premium you can get him for 0.06 0.07 right now for a rare you can get him for under 15 bucks for a limited and uh, he's, I think he's going to continue to bang these scores. They got some good matchups coming up. Uh, three of their next five at home as well. So yours and sounds. They play Montreal next, so you're de- guaranteed a clean sheet. Yeah, I don't know that you're guaranteed a clean sheet. You're guaranteed a win, but you're not guaranteed yeah. a clean sheet. That's not how this works. Although this year so far, uh, yeah. Montreal has not picked it up at all. They only have three goals, which is no no bueno. Um, so yours actually sounds a whole lot like mine. Uh, you're talking about New England, who's allowed six goals. My team's allowed two goals so far. Um, you're talking about a guy who's 25, and he's now aged out of U23. My guy is 23, so he's still in U23 for another year and a half. Um, and you're talking about a guy that kind of leveled up his AA game uh, to kind of that 20-ish range, like 18 to 20. Um, and my guy kind of has as well. And my guy is Nashville's Jack Maher. Walker Zimmerman's strike partner has actually kind of been outperforming Walker Zimmerman. Uh, New England took Dave Romney because Jack Maher is ready to go. And he's kind of stepped into the limelight. Um, and I he's he's locked down this position now. So he's had some sub appearances, which have kind of dragged down his scores at times. Um, but this dude was a number two overall pick a couple of years ago, three, four years ago, maybe at this point, I think 2020. Um, and he is starting to get really spicy. And I think he could be, uh, there's just not a lot of U23 defenders. We talked about Jalen Neal, and I think he's one. Um, and I think Jack Meher is becoming one that could almost get you there, right? Like 20 is like almost enough to be like pretty good. Like if you can get a 30, then you're at 65. You're really feeling kind of decent. Or if you can get a goal, which Maher doesn't score a ton. Um, but I think he's, he's very, very close to where on one on any given night, he can throw up a 65, 69, 70, somewhere in there. So um, I, I think mine so far has been good old Jackie Maher. And a part of that is also Nashville. I don't think is ever allowing a goal this year. So that's free 10 points every week, which is nice. Love uh, Jackie Maher. Love big, year, big years, Mayor. He's the big man. Jack. Big Jack. Big, big uh, years, Jack. Yeah. 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 Who's uh who's your, who's your midfielder midfielder. I'm going to take the obvious choice. It's Aiden Morris. Uh, yeah. This is a guy that most people were predicting sure. uh, to break out in 2022, had a vicious, like catastrophic injury in, into his knee in the preseason, uh, missed almost all of last year, but he's, he's skyrocketing. His price has already like gone uh, up above uh, 0.2 now, like the way in, in a down market, Aiden Morris' yeah. price is like skyrocketing over the last few weeks. Well, three ninety fives in the last th- four weeks will do that for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's turned in the scores. He's uh he's doing what Zellerion should be doing. Yeah, three, uh, including a one hundred. His lowest score in the last four weeks is a sixty nine. He had fifty nine the week before that. He's tearing it up, and uh, he's just doing everything. It's all about the all around. He did have two goals to get his ninety five. Uh, he had one. He said a decisive on, on yeah, in all three yeah. of those games. Yeah, but um, I mean, you're talking about a guy with a floor yeah. of sixty all of a sudden, and, and it's starting to look really, really nice uh, yeah. for a young player. As a U23 player too. That's yeah, absurd. a U20, U23 until 2026. Yeah, uh, just a guy that everyone's counting on to just break out and be become a huge star, and it's, it's looking really good for him. Uh, yeah, that's hurting Zeller. I should have sold my Lucas Zellerians and bought Aiden Morris's like uh, months ago. Unfortunately, I mean. Not- 84 average in the last five like nobody puts up those numbers in the mls like that's 
Carlos Heel doesn't even put up those numbers in the MLS. He's crushing That's absurd. it. He's crushing it for sure. Um, mine is not quite as good as yours, I would say, but another guy that deserves a shout out. Uh, and we talked about Nikosi Tafari potentially for Dallas being our defensive shout out because he's he's been very good. Um, but he's also, I think, scored a goal or two. Um, I think mine is going to be his teammate, good old Paxton Pomacall, who you uh, you're not a fan of. You're not a fan of because he does get hurt, but uh, but good, but good old Pax is throwing in some AA numbers this year, and I love it, and I want to see more of it. And uh, he also has an assist this year, so he's put up three games of sixty plus. Uh, he's he's no Aiden Morris, but he's starting to pile in the numbers, average of sixty two over the last five. Um, so yeah, shout out Paxton as long as he's healthy, right? Like he he's definitely. Definitely kind of, you know, leveled up the AA scores, which I think is was kind of what was missing from his game. He always had the peak. You know, he could he could throw out a 38 or a 43 AA in any given week, but he is more consistent uh, this time around. So big, big, big shout out to him for kind of breaking out a little bit. Forwards are tough, man. Did you find a forward that you like? Uh, I kind of – it's it's – I don't know how much how great I feel about this choice, but I'm going to go with it because forwards are tough. Because like anyone who's good, it's tough to call them a breakout because like they've been established yeah. good. But one guy who is doing pretty well this year, he had a strange DNP this past week, which I think was just for rest and rotation. Uh, I I tried to do some research on why that DNP happened. I didn't find anything, so forgive me there. Still going to choose him as my breakout, and it's Jacob Schaffelberg, which uh, mm. he came from Toronto down to Nashville this year. He grew a Joe Willis mustache and he has like a curly That's mullet that he's rocking. Yeah. So he's really like upgraded his look. He's probably like crushing on Broadway with this look for sure. If he can fake a, a oh, yeah. and oh, uh, he does, you know, he, he does have, he is Canadian. He plays on the Canadian national team, but he has some tasty, tasty matchups. He's got four of the next five at home and the away matches at, uh, Yankee Stadium, so there's a chance. Yeah, there's a chance for like some some crush mode crosses and and chances created uh, points there and and like dribbles at like uh, box entries. You can get a lot of a uh, lot more box entry points uh, at NYC because it's so easy to get a ball into the box. Uh, they they play Atlanta, who's a, a really tasty matchup for four hordes. Yeah. So uh, uh, I like Schaffelberg. He scored two goals this year already for Nashville. He his AA is not super strong, but it, it has no. been good at times. Uh, this is a little bit of a low, high risk, high reward, but uh, he's cheap. He's he's point he's point oh five, point oh six, and I think he's a guy who can help you in your capped lineup. So it, it's not the sexiest pick, but Schaffelberg's my uh, my breakout selection for now. I think you're yeah, I think you're talking about a capped guy at best because he's very goal dependent. He can throw up a sixty when he scores, and you're only paying forty six for him right now. Um, but I don't think he's got any AA in him. Like I don't, he, he plays on the wing, almost never has the ball on his feet. Um, I think he's got like a max of like 10, maybe, maybe 15 AA on a, a great day. And I agree. I, I, definitely, I don't I, think I, he's, I agree. I don't think I'm really playing him in any, I actually sold him when he hit his peak. I don't think I'm really playing him. And also he doesn't play the whole game. He's been subbed out every single match so far for Nashville. Well, um, so, I mean, it, but like I said, forwards are tough, man. Like you can't, there are no good forwards. So you can, you can rip mine apart here because mine is <laughs> Maybe also going to be, <laughs> mine is also, I, I, I did it. I, uh, <laughs> I upset the beast. Um, so yeah, mine is going to be from the former greatest team of all time. Uh, and this Nicholas Cicchini came over for, from, uh, from Orlando and I think the expansion draft, if I'm not mistaken, and he has been uh, just crushing it, just doing his thing. So um, he's actually got a little bit of AA, which I do like. He's only, I think he's only scored like once, um, but yeah, I, I just, I feel like he's had a really nice start to life over there in, uh, in St. Louis. So, all right. You, you may now unload on, on my Nicholas Giacchino. Uh, other than, you know, being on dog food FC the, and the club that really like pisses me off uh, psychologically more than anything, just with their insane, psychological. you know, well, you know, it's like <laughs> they, they can't keep doing this, you know, uh, all right. that shit. So well, that's true. 
but I actually do like Jacini. I like his game. I, I, he's one of the bright spots when I've watched St. Louis play that I actually enjoyed seeing him uh, make runs. I, I like him a lot more than Klaus, who I think is just a clod hopper that's <laughs> benefited from some insane lucky play. So Klaus is uh, yeah. the most the best camouflaged forward of all time. I guess defenders so, yeah, just have no idea where he is. Yeah, defenders just pat just feel, they just pass it to him because they want to. I guess uh, so, for yeah, whatever. Klausy, have another goal. Yeah, yeah, one of, exactly. One exactly. of Pablo Ruiz's down, uh, down to Zeiss was passing the ball to to Klaus. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think Chiki's been a big part of what they've done so far. He's a forward card. He has almost no cards, which is the catch here because he's very expensive. He's got like two cards so far. Um, but if he gets to a reasonable price, he might actually be worth looking at. Um, because he will be a forward that should play basically cam, which is kind of what you want. Um, so yeah, take a look. I, I like I said, couldn't find another one now. I, I could not find another forward that I really liked. So, uh, it's not is mine. yeah, that's what I get asked all the time. It's just forwards and goalkeepers. And like MLS doesn't believe in goalkeepers, so don't buy one. And <laughs> forwards, like, good luck, just buy. Like a hundred mid MLS number tens and just put them in all their lineups, you know? Don't even play Champion America. Just like all-star capped. You should have an MLS number 10 as any of those positions all the time. Cause they all score ridiculously well. Cause there's no defense in this league. Um, but yeah, don't buy the defenders or the forwards. Some of the forwards. Um, any last thoughts before we wrap things up? It's US Open Cup week, by the way. Yeah, Which, I'll be uh, going to uh, Charlotte Independence Open Cup against uh, Appalachian FC. Can't wait. Nice. Love yeah. to see it. I will be attending the Pittsburgh Riverhounds match against absolutely no one because we got a forfeit. So we're in the next round, baby. Uh, draw comes out on Thursday to see who we play in the next round. And I am psyched. I want us to play like maybe not Columbus because they they'd thrash us. Uh, maybe not Cincy either. DC. We can play DC. It's, it's all regional. So you got to pick a team close to you. Uh, we could play DC. We could take them. If we play them at home, we could take them. Hundred percent. Here we go. Huge. You heard it here first. All right, that's it. Have fun. Great week. Bye bye. <laughs>